What's up, guys? Welcome to the first episode of Kind of Funnies, The Conjuring Universe, Cinematic Universe, in review. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by the producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. Boo. <laughs> this movie was scarier than it should have been. I was scared watching it. <laughs> we have very special guests joining us. The returning Elise Willems. Thank and you so much. <laughs> you shut your mouth. I'm getting my intro now. <laughs> <laughs> Making his debut to interview James Willems. How are you I'm guys doing? I'm so happy to be here. I Stink When Elise was doing Lord of the Rings in review, I was often sitting just off to the side, <laughs> listening and appreciating quietly. Making sure I didn't mess I up. Or, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You didn't. Um, but no, it's. I'm really honored to be included, especially in this of all the esteemed company, the esteemed company, very esteemed company. Yes, the, yes. Uh, the, here's the thing with the conjuring, the cuckoo. Cuck, you know, what, yeah. what do you we call? We do it? call it the cuckoo. We call it the cuckoo. The conjuring yeah. universe, cinematic universe. Yeah, exactly. We knew we had yeah, to get absolutely. you guys for this, based on yeah. your love for this. You know, when people think Fast and Furious, they think mm-hmm. us. When people think mm-hmm. the cuckoo, I, mean, I think of you guys. So and we who's have your connective having... tissue, James Wan. Uh, that's true. It's fantastic stuff, and also. You got to save the best for last. I'm not really sure. We have Greg Miller, I think. That's right, Tim. There's some things worse than what you think go bump in the night, and I'm Greg Miller, and I'm here, and I'm prepared to make this sacrifice, this blood sacrifice. We finally got what we wanted, a horror movie <laughs> in review, a cinematic horror movie universe in review. So goodbye, Portillo. My Greg, God. you look a little pale. Are you feeling okay? Well, you know, I don't know if you know this about me, Elise. I love a good horror flick. And so for a lot of these phonies, they show up, Tim and Nick. You know, they, they'll pop in their quarter and they'll go watch any old action flick, all right? I'm going to pop in my quarter and I'm going to go watch a great scary movie. And so it was about time to show the real me here. Let my horror side out. You know what I mean? What? Let the demon inside out. For a long time, I've talked about Satan. Yeah, that's right. We're <laughs> friends. He helped me win Nidhogg. I see him. When I drink a Busan coffee. Speaking of which, let me have a sip from my cauldron. Busan. Uh huh. Man, Did you snort. I, just, I have one question, Greg. Yeah, what ready. does all of what you just said have to do with you getting beat up by the NWO? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, that Kevin Nash, he has it coming. <laughs> Bash in the beach, he's going to have another whole world of pain on his shoulder. Uh huh. What, See, I, what I, I like a lot about Greg is his commitment to the role. Now, if we were back in the studio, we would just open on Tim, and then we would cut to a shot of James and Elise, and then me as we were being introduced, and then finally it would be a grand reveal of Greg in the makeup. But no, Greg sat there for like yeah. five minutes, stone cold. I don't even think he blinked and waited. Great point too. If you're an audio listener, I'm wearing makeup. None of this makes sense. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that, is, uh, that is very good. I also appreciate your uh, casual rock cosplay going on. Like with the, I thought about it. With you get the bean bag in there, or the what the, the bean, bean bag. bag? God, what are we doing here? We're doing a horror movie in review series. This is very exciting stuff. Very different from anything that we've ever done before. Uh, but in line with it, because we love cinematic universes here at Kind of Funny. Each and every week right here on twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games, we rank and review various movie franchises. Uh, every Monday from here on out, we're going to be doing Batman in review. And every Thursday, we're going to be doing The Conjuring Universe, cinematic universe. Cuckoo in review. Cuckoo Cuckoo in review. Exactly. Exactly. You can watch it live on Twitch or you can watch it later on YouTube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com. If you want to listen to it, 
Just search your favorite podcast service for Kind of Funny Reviews. We'll be right there for you. If you want to get the show ad-free, patreon.com slash kindoffunny is where you want to be. Just like Muhammad Muhammad and Al Tribesman, our Patreon producers that we appreciate oh so very, very much. Uh, now, Nick, I'm yes, excited sir. to have you here because yes. you, I think, are the least horror interested horror. Yes. than any of us. Um, it's, that's, that's true. That's true. Although this movie actually got me because, um, and I, I mean this endearingly, it is a blatant ripoff of Poltergeist. Um, and I love Poltergeist. It's been on my Netflix queue ever since they got it on back like two months ago. And I've been trying to subtly get my wife to watch it with me because I'm too scared to watch it myself. Tim, I tried my damnedest to get out of this one because Andy is a small child who can't even sleep with the light off, let alone be a part of the series. I had to step in, of course, fill his shoes. Not that hard. It's like filling fucking toddler shoes. But uh, I, I actually I enjoyed these. And I love that there is just an unabashed world building from the get go. Like they James knew. Wan was just like, I don't give. I'm going to force this into being a cinematic universe. The first part of the movie, I thought it was about the doll. I was like, oh, it's about Annabelle. It was. But then I was like, hey, wait a minute. Annabelle. Isn't Annabelle a movie series all to its own? And I guess that is we'll just have to wait and see. No well, future they, they spoilers, but we was, haven't seen the yeah. last of that doll. They don't call yeah. it a universe for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> they, sure, they sure don't. So getting into this, uh, the films present a uh, dramatization of the supposed real-life cases of Ed and Lorraine Warren, paranormal investigators and authors associated with prominent yet controversial cases of haunting. The main series follows their attempts to assist people who find themselves possessed by demonic spirits, while the spin-off films focus on the origins of some of the entities that the Warrens have encountered. All eight of the Conjuring universe takes place between 1952 in 1981. So, Nick, that's something that we're going to have to keep in consideration as mm-hmm. these movies uh, mm-hmm. continue to go mm-hmm. on. All right. And it's great because Nick was alive during yes, that time. <laughs> so, he, that's why I'm just kidding, Nick. I'm parts, old too. No parts of it. I was. I was. I remember. I remember. <laughs> Nick, when the milkmaid brought you the newspaper in 1958. <laughs> Do you remember hearing about the, Ed and Lorraine? The crow got some heat. The crow got some heat. <laughs> just a little bit. Just a little bit of heat. heat. Uh, but uh, a lot of people are asking where Andy is. Barrett, if you could please play the pre-recorded video from Andy, I, I would really appreciate that. Hey, what's up? It's me, Andy, from Kind of Funny. Um, sorry I couldn't be there for Conjuring and Review this week. I, uh, I'm, flying, I'm flying out to Austin, Texas for RTX for the Rooster Teeth Convention Expo. So I couldn't be there, but I, I would have loved to have been there and watched this movie. So for my segment, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and look at the Wikipedia page for this movie and pick out what I think is might be a, a really scary moment. Um, there's a lot of freaky things based on this plot synopsis. A lot of freaky stuff happening in this movie. But I'm going to go ahead and say the part where Bathsheba vomits blood into a woman's mouth, Carolyn's mouth, that sounds really bad, and I'm glad I didn't have to watch that. Uh, thanks for watching, everybody. Have fun with the rest of the review. I'll see you next week. Andy, you scared little bitch. Come I just, on, I'm a little confused because he said he's headed. He's where he said he was headed to Austin, for Texas, the, the Rooster Teeth Expo, for Rooster Teeth Expo, which is happening, but not. It's, it's all happening online. virtually. Yeah, yeah, it's all online. Yeah. So I don't know mm-hmm. why he would need to do that. Classic when your answers. life 
is as horrific as Andy Cortez's is, you don't need to watch a horror. <laughs> Cortez's is. is. <laughs> I nailed it. I nailed it. All the apostrophes yeah, in the right did. place. Don't was, talk to me. I have a witch. That was very impressive. <laughs> as much as I wanted Andy in this, we were watching the movie, and I thought to myself, "There's no way he could fucking." I said that to you. No. Yeah. I no turned way. to you in the because I had texted when when you approached us about doing it. I started texting Andy and trying to bully him into participating. As one and does. He, Andy, who is normally a pushover, refused mm -hmm. profusely. And I've never seen him put his tiny foot down so hard. He's so small. <laughs> the fact that but, he, he read the Wikipedia, I'll give it to him. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. That, that's scary enough for our, our little Andy boy. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, today we are talking about The Conjuring. Uh, before we get into it, uh, what is your guys' history with The Conjuring universe? Greg. Hi, it's me, Greg. Worshipper of Satan. Um, <laughs> yeah, I went and saw. I love. I love horror movies. Like it's you know. I think that's it, when we talk about screencast stuff and all that stuff, right? It's I'm usually come on for the superhero stuff. I usually stay away from everything else except horror movies. And I just don't think we have that giant following in terms of internally people who love horror like the way I do, and Jen does for that matter too. So Conjuring, I went and saw day and date in theaters. I don't know if it was. I was opening weekend for sure, and I fucking loved it. And so every Conjuring movie in the universe, everything That's in the crazy. Movie, and I've watched every all of it. And Jen loves horror, and you know we have Shutter. And it's I don't know if you ever want to get a free trial for Shutter, Nick. They have a thing called Cursed Films, and they talk about both. There's an episode. Of oh, cool. Films cool. is great. Very cool. Yeah, I really so yeah, I've I did seen not know that. Great. I, I, yeah. I knew you loved it, but I didn't know you like. So you've seen all the Annabelles, The Nun, mm -hmm. Curse oh, yeah, of La Llorona. Oh, I saw La Llorona, and I saw the other one on Shutter. That's a completely different one, but has the same name, but it didn't matter. <laughs> wow, that is insane. James and Elise, what about you guys? I mean, pretty similar. We both really like watching horror movies, um, especially like around spooky times of the year, like Halloween and stuff. We're both a big fan of. But like, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure we saw this one opening weekend or around then i know i know that i saw it in theaters yeah I, i'm a, a big horror person uh i think it's like one of my favorite genres and uh like saw blair witch when i was 14 opening weekend because i read about it in the newspaper mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> <laughs> um you know that's, that's sort of where i'm at so like yeah we we pretty much go see any any uh of, of the movies in this franchise yeah and when we when we kind of learned that there was this connective tissue this universe that was being expanded and built upon, it blew our minds because, you know, you have your, your horror franchises that run, mm -hmm. you know, upwards of sometimes 10 plus films, but to, to build a universe with uh, a tissue like this, I, I didn't really know anything like it. And, and I'll say, I'll say, you know, obviously we're going to go through all of them. So we'll, we'll hear in more detail, everything, but like, it's the kind of, when I first heard, Oh, they're doing an Annabelle, they're doing a nun. It felt like, cashing in on something that isn't necessarily a part of it but then after you've seen a couple of them you're like oh no some of these are like pretty good like these stand on their own without necessarily having to be the two conjuring specifically have no right to be as good as they oh, are oh they're great um, yeah fantastic so good yeah. And uh, that's what I'm excited about because I am a huge horror fan as well. And I, I watch a lot of horror movies and Conjuring 1 and 2 are two of my favorites. But I actually haven't seen any of the Annabelles or the, the spinoff ones yet. So this is going to be a, a very fun time for me. Nick, am I correct in assuming you haven't seen any of these? Zero. I had. I mean, I think I knew Vera Farmiga was in and the dude from, uh, from Watchmen's in it. But I had no idea. I didn't know it was based on a true story. For some reason, I thought this was like supposed to be in like the 1920s. And it starts off and he's got... Like it's not. <laughs> it's in the late seventies. Like this is based on a true story, and then they go to like 
the doll and I was like, oh, it's going to be about the doll. And then it's like not about the doll, but then the doll comes back. And at, at one point, no shit, I was like at the end of this movie, I'm like, if this fucking doll doesn't kill someone, I'm going to be very disappointed. And I actually wasn't disappointed. Yay. Yeah. So we are talking about The Conjuring, released on July 19th, 2013. Uh, the reason that we originally were going to do this is because we're going to lead into The Conjuring 3, The Devil Made Me Do It, which was supposed to be coming out uh, next week. But it is now rescheduled to June 4th, 2021. We'll see if it sticks that landing. Uh, the film contains no sex or nudity, little profanity, and oh. tame but mostly bloodless violence, and brief depictions of alcohol and no smoking, yet it received an R rating. And it received this on its scare factor alone. Yeah, terror, right? Was it like that's I mean, so I think that badass. makes sense. It makes sense because it is really like unnerving. Like the horror in this movie is is pretty unsettling. And like we were saying, like what we were watching it again this weekend, and I did turn to Elise and I was like, Andy would not have been able no. to like just yeah. on how it like makes you feel. I do feel like it seems silly to to age gate that kind of thing. But in this case, it does make sense. The lack of profanity makes sense. Those warrants are a couple of churchies. You know, there's lots of religious <laughs> undertones to this movie. Mm-hmm. So I, I get that. Yeah. yeah. But I'm with you, right? Like, I think there's unsettling is the way to put it. And I think that's why it works so well. Because not only does it play on, and I granted, I mean, there's been so many movies since then we've seen this one, or most of us have. But like, I think there's been so many different plays on it. There's so many great things there of playing the children against each other, but then also playing off of the childhood fears, right? Where, you know, at one point where she w- wakes up and she can see it behind the door. She knows there's something behind the door, but her sister can't see that. And then the escalation of that uh, to have Bathsheba, you know, jump off the, the, the you know, she's walking into and over and over into the wardrobe. And then mm-hmm. they're like, what are you looking at? And they pan the camera up and she's up there. And it's like the first time we've gotten yeah. like on the point. Here's it is outside of like, again, hide and clap too. When uh, the mom's in the stairwell and it's from behind her. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, what a, what a, what a the moment. Clapping, the, the clapping is an incredible device. I, I, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if we just want to jump right into no, it. No, well, they have, a, they have a way. They have a way. Have a way. But <laughs> I will just say one thing. The be, One of the best things about this movie is that so many of the scares are, like, practical. Like, it could, it could just be a dude, like a PA, like, like what you're saying, <laughs> hiding in a closet that, like, and it doesn't jump on you. It just shows you. And then it does something scary practically, and then it, and then you're like, that's terrifying, and that's yeah. really hard to do. When Karen knocked down into the basement, right, and she's trying to figure out what's going on, and then it's just a ball. A ball flies out from an area where we know no one is. Like, ah, oh, yeah, God. Jesus. I, I, will say, I do think it. Go ahead. Sorry. Go for it. Go for it. I was gonna say I do think the film gets less scary the longer it goes on because my one of my only criticisms with it is it's just very long and they're introducing a lot of elements and the more they come out of that environment and the more they come back in plus they introduce a ton of characters at the end it's a little it, I was a little kind of like all right let's just get to the end of this thing and once you know it's a, it's a classic horror like third act once the, you see the monster you're like it's not quite as scary as it used to mm-hmm. and the kids legs being pulled that is some of the scariest most scared I've been in a very, very long time. Um, and shout out to her because she's in the kissing booth. What up? One and two, both on Netflix <laughs> right now. Kissing booth and review. Tim, stop being a coward. Nick, coward. What, what about Murph? We get a, oh, a nice Murph, little... yeah. Um, Mackenzie Foy was in this. I mean, it's a great cast. I, I will say my other criticism, of course, they're trying to be um, obviously as true to the real life events as possible. But there are a lot of daughters and I got lost a lot of the time of who was I supposed to be which and what's going on. Stop fucking. Wear a condom. How many? Yeah, oh, yeah new little little girl every time where i'm like yeah. to keep it all straight as i'm like i had to recap this i'm like all right yeah. you're, you're april you're cindy wait who the fuck are you you're so smaller than all quick question production yeah. wise 
Does Greg sound weird to anyone else? He does. He yeah, sounds like he's bit. very compressed. But I thought maybe that was part of the whole mystique yeah. of the look <laughs> and everything. Can I just say, should we be surprised that this family of 17 can only afford to live in a haunted house? He, he, he's like, oh, sorry, I got to take another trucking job away from home. If only we could figure out how to pay for everything. And I'm like, wear a rubber or pull out. That's the thing, yeah, man. Right? He, he leaves one of for these kids. trips. He goes to work for so long and then he comes back and they're just so horny that they're just like, we need to fuck <laughs> Jeez, now. I guess so, yeah. The next thing you know, they're popping out these damn kids. That's all one of the few, too. Wow. Uh, I mean, a cr- critique of the movie, obviously, I and mean, there's uh, it's a horror movie, so there's a whole bunch of plot holes, but like the more like uh, ones we can all get behind and understand is like, yeah, he's like, he takes the job in Florida and he's like, all right, it leaves tomorrow. All right. And then he comes back, it looks like, from a long haul as all hell's breaking. It's like, how much time yeah. has passed it? Let alone, then the, the Warrens go all the way back to their house, which I felt like was far away. But then they get a call from the hotel of like, Carolyn's gone crazy. She's gone back to the house. And Ed's like, you go to the house and I'll meet you there. And they all get yeah. there at the same time. Like, what the fuck is happening? What is the topography of this map? Do you yeah. think they named that character Carolyn after Carol Ann from poltergeist because this no, is a i think they, from poltergeist. it's not a true story i think they named it after the woman named carolyn oh that was a real story <laughs> i don't know about that maybe, maybe it was opposite maybe maybe steven spielberg's stole this from that story it's possible that he possibly uh this one was directed by james wan he rose to prominence as co-creator of the horror saw film franchise one of the highest grossing horror franchises in the world with a collective global box office of 976 million uh he served as producer on all eight films in addition to directing saw one uh wan experienced a career resurgence with the horror films insidious in 2010 and then later the conjuring in 2013 uh then he went on to do the fast and furious seven Furious 7 in 2015, and he then did Aquaman in 2018. Both of those made over a billion dollars. So this dude, really, really good at making money. And what does Patrick Wilson have on him? What does Patrick Wilson have that he's in like 90% of the movies you just My question is this. What do you have against Patrick Wilson? I'm tired of it, Greg. We're having it out right now. Oh, wait, First off, I'll let you know he's fantastic in this, and he was fantastic in Watchmen, and just Aquaman, no. No, thank you. All right. Well, so he got that. he clearly got Aquaman because James Wan loves him. Mm-hmm. But the reason James Wan loves him is because he plays the neutered male protagonist so well. And basically sure. everything he's ever in, he's basically like a, a really a pretty nice guy who can achieve great things if he didn't have his balls cut off. There was a tweet <laughs> recently someone made that was that said this fucker's in everything, but he does his best to not be famous. And Patrick Wilson wow. responded and was like, "Yes, I am trying." He's great, though. I love him. I, He's like I was the trying James to, Marsden of actors. I, I, I was so excited for Aquaman, just based on the resume of James Wan, because I thought that he was going to inject more horror elements into Aquaman, um, which I think yeah. maybe the second one's going to be a bit darker. But I was we trying to get. Trench. We had the trench. Remember when all the monsters true. were coming up and they swam down with the flare, and then Nicole Kidman showed up. That is true. That was pretty dark. But I wanted a Sockwoman. I thought it was going to be like, you know, we're getting a real... I, I, Nick hates this. I'm going to stop. <laughs> no, I love this. I, I want to see where this is going because this, this is what... Get, this, this line of questioning, ladies and gentlemen, is what gave us Gary Sinise knees from the first time we did a Photoshop <laughs> challenge together. It was great. I just um, thought it was going to be a bit darker. This had a budget of only $20 million. You got to love these horror movies. $20 million. Uh, netting a box office of $319.5 million. The franchise has been notable for its profit, with The Conjuring and its follow-up having earned a combined profit of $260 million, according to Deadline uh, domestically, while Annabelle managed to make 40 times its $6.5 million budget. 
40 times. How Jesus. much do I have to pay that doll? Unbelievable. Guess, not that much, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, film critic and box office expert Scott Mendelson of Forbes has called the franchise the first successful post-MCU. Pretty cool. Wow. I'm confused cool. by that. Interesting. Okay. First How, successful what? what? Yeah, wait. First post-successful. Or Cinematic post universe. Oh, okay. How much did okay. this start in 2007, we said? When was this Conjuring movie? 2013. That makes sense. And I mean, they're all micro budgets, right? Yeah, so it seems up. like it's comparing apples to oranges. And all. I guess they're all movies, but it does seem weird. Yeah, because you're oh, making think... movies that cost nothing. That but it's, are... oh, I guess so. But I, yeah, Unless... I, it's just how many people tried to do this. My question for you, Tim, was going to be, obviously, we all remember the fucking dark pictures, right? Or whatever they were going to call the mummy and all that crap. Dark universe. Dark universe. The dark universe cinematic universe. My apologies. When... James Wan sits down to make the cuckoo here. Does he know he's making the cuckoo, or is it just he's making one great movie and then everybody's like, that fucking room full of shit's awesome. Can we do I mean, here, things with here's that? Here's my thing, man. I, I kind of think it's a little bit of both. Like, when you, everything I just said about his history, it's like he did Saw, right? Like, yeah. think about it. Like, remember the tagline was, if it's Halloween, it must be Saw. Like, Saw owned a decade of horror movies where yeah. it's like that was the flagship horror title for the you know, eight years or whatever that it was coming out. And then when that started to fizzle out, there was like a little bit of a gap where I think that he kind of was like, there was a couple of movies. He did a uh, dead silence. I think it was called. And uh, some other one like death. One started with dead and one started with death. They didn't do that well. Um, and then in, he put out uh, insidious in 2010 and then conjuring in 2013 and insidious as well in 2013. And I think they just kind of hedged their bets and they saw that like, Oh, insidious was a success. And it was also a good movie. Like the, that franchise was fun too. That's not in this. That's not in the coke, the cuckoo, right? No, no. that's like no. more sin- sinister insidious or kind of in that exactly. side of the fence. You know, it, this movie didn't need to have the Annabelle elements in it, which made me feel like it was like the, the movie could have just been about the house. You didn't really need the Warren's room. But what I liked is it gave him that pedigree. It yes. gave him this idea of like, okay, because I think, you know, even with, um, you, you mentioned Poltergeist, which I don't agree with, Nick, but I understand what your point is, right? Exact same movie. And even when the wo- woman shows up, you know, this house is clean. It's clean. Like, <laughs> her whole thing was like, all right, you're just told. We're just told that she's important to this, right? Mm-hmm. I thought it was cool with the Warrens that they established them as, here's the Annabelle case. Here's us presenting it to a class. Here's us in the newspaper. Like, we have this history. And then even later well, on the in the French movie. Man, they- too. Yeah, yeah, the man. You're right, you're right. And uh, the, in the movie where they go out and they actually just debunk one rather than show up. And it is a ghost as well, right? They're like, oh, well, these boards would move if the wind came this way and it would hit the pipes. And he's like, oh, it's not haunted. It rarely is. Like, mm-hmm. So I agree with you, but I feel like they could have set all that up with two scenes. They could have had them um, at the just presenting and have there be skeptics who are like, I don't, we don't believe what you're saying. And then have there be a moment with the daughter, which I thought was a good scene where the daughter's just like he could have just come home and found the daughter in the room, but like you got to stay the hell out of this room. These are very, very dangerous. We talked about this, and then as the door shuts, we see a glimmer of just Annabelle in the background, amongst all these things. Right. That would have set that up for me enough. There's 20 minutes of this movie that is literally setting up for other movies that doesn't need to be in this. And to me, it's a little bit to the detriment because again, I got after two and hours and 15 minutes, I did get a little bit bored. I wanted them to get to the resolution and, and start getting to some of these things. The runtime's run an hour and 52 minutes. What the? Oh, I'm thinking. Uh, sorry, I watched Wind Rises also yesterday, which was two hours and 14 minutes. Um, Basically so the same movie. It's entirely the same. Both interesting. But I think that they could have shaved off. I'm not talking about a lot. I'm just saying we didn't need. They they did a really really good job of making because they go back to the class at one point too. I'm like, why are we back in this class? Why we've already seen the class. We already know they teach these classes. Um, he's all, he's talking to another guy. Which, which and Carolyn's like, coming. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's how she's finding. 
inserting the other newspaper reporter in there was an interesting thing. It, it, there's then the wrinkle to it, right? Where he's like, I think he's going to be positive. She's like, oh, that's nice for a change. Like they're setting it. Not that it pays off anywhere, but like it is I also think- establishing that in the universe, in the universe, uh, in reality or whatever, they're not all looked at like, oh, these guys aren't just kooks, right? Like they are crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I get that. But I mean, we didn't need that because we as the audience can see the things that are really happening. And so a little bit of that, we don't need to prove or disprove that Patrick yeah. Wilson and Vera Farmiga are legit because we know as the audience that there's supernatural shit happening. We see it. Um, and so I think a little bit of less of that would have been fine. And we didn't need to start. It's it's weird to start with a whole other story and then never go back to Annabelle except for like once or twice. I think it I, makes I was a little sense. confused by that at the end. I, well, I, I think mean, it makes Bath sense. And her, yeah, they're in on it. They're cahooting, you know. When you think of it as an intentional choice to go, if this works out. Retroactively, then this is going to be awesome. This is going to work out really well oh. because then we're going to be able to make them forever kind of thing. Like I, to- I, I totally get because- that. And I think. I think yeah. that he definitely made that positive choice where he yeah. was like, I have a vision for this and this is what this is going to be. But as a person who, if I didn't know there were more movies coming in this, I would be right at the get go. I'd be like, I don't like this. This is weird. I don't know why we've just totally changed stories. Five, 50, like 10 minutes into this movie, the Annabelle shit was working. I was fucking terrified of that. And then we never go back to it. Um, but I mean, I, I totally get your point. Like he's smart. Mm-hmm. He, he set this whole thing up and obviously it worked because He's making movies, and I'm filming in a fucking closet. See, my, <laughs> I think, my thing you about that, you that I, what I really appreciate about The Conjuring is, again, as a horror fan, and one of my best friends, James Burke, loves just horror in general, no matter how bad it is. So I've been dragged to so many horrible horror movies, like the Poltergeist reboot that was uh, atrocious. Like I didn't, and, I didn't hate it. But really? I, <laughs> oh, I hated yeah. it so much. Was that Sam Rockwell? Sam Rockwell, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's good things about it, but my God. Uh, But my thing, I remember in 2013 watching this movie and being so pleasantly surprised that I was actually scared by a horror movie for the first time in what felt like forever. Like, Saw is a horror franchise. It was never scary. It was fucked up. You know, like, this kind of came out of nowhere for me. And uh, I liked it. I enjoyed Insidious, but there was such it was such a shock that it was this good. And it felt like a different type of uh, setup than we're normally used to in these horror movies where I totally I get where you're coming from, Nick. And I agree to an extent because with any horror movie, no horror movie should be longer than an hour and a half. None. Never. Uh, But I did like the Annabelle stuff, even if you just look at this one movie, because most horror movies take way too long to get to the actual scary part. Right. And then you're right. Once the scary thing is revealed, it's mm-hmm. you're just waiting it until it, it loses its power. Right. So it's kind of a weird balance. But I think this movie did a good job of having a great pace where it's, the tension's constantly rising. But yeah. the Annabelle stuff in the beginning gave us some early scares that mm-hmm. kind of oh. were like like peppered in a way that like horror movies typically don't do. It's well, like so when you here, watch the trailer and they give you the teaser for the trailer you're about to watch, where they're like, "Hey, we're gonna start slow, but here's some punchy punches and guns." You're like, "All right." It's like Mission and- Zero. And don't get me wrong, I, I taking it in parts, I liked all the parts of this movie. I liked the Annabelle part, so I'm looking forward to those. I liked the part where it was the, you know, the promise, which was the, you know, the setup for all the cool stuff, the family getting there, the leg being tugged, all that stuff. And then I like the ending of it. I just feel like altogether it was just a little bit more than what we needed. But don't get me wrong, one of my favorite parts of this movie is where he like literally puts the team together and they all come to the house and I'm like, this is awesome. I love this is my favorite part of Poltergeist when they bring in the clairvoyant and they're all just camped out in the thing and she's like, I'm gonna tell you a story really soft and it's gonna ter- fucking terrify you. And you're like, ah tell me the story. Let's <laughs> let's solve this thing. Indian burial ground, whatever. Um I just think that maybe ten minutes shaved off would it would have helped me a little bit as a new person. But don't get me wrong, dude, I'm all in. No, you're, uh, I think you're right, though. I agree with you completely. Didn't need the Annabelle stuff, but then I think it better informs the, the, 
universe sure. as a whole. The I'm trying to remember which movie the the French milk farmer that becomes a is it the nun? The nun. Yeah. If we have a whole the story nun? with a French yeah. no, future no, no future spoiler. Sorry, no sorry, future sorry, 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 sorry. I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot. I forgot. Respect, um, respect the rules here. I respect the rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, some fun facts for you here. This was a really cool one for me. The film was actually shot in chronological order, which is a, a rarity. That's and crazy. Uh, that mean they're jump, running home. around town like they're going. Like yeah. I assume they mean per section because uh, it's a yeah. two movies. Yeah. That was because of Patrick Wilson's ad libbing. They had to oh. shoot it like they shoot Curb because <laughs> of all his quips. Right. Yeah. They they so come out. Maybe it changes the ending of the story completely. With one thing he <laughs> says. Uh, they were saying that the reason they did that is they wanted the direction to be different as the intensity ratcheted mm. up, but they wanted everyone cool. to be kind of in the same kind of headspace going through, and I, also I always, all the logistical shit. I'm sure, but I gotta cool. be honest. I always think I know that's a lot more expensive and a lot more time consuming, but I always think it actually works better for films to film chronologically, especially when you have to ramp up like something as as uh, deep as like terror. When you have to like, how scared am I supposed to be right now? And if you had to do like, imagine if um, I forget the the actress's name, but the girl from the kissing booth. Imagine if she had to do like her first scene ever was the one where she the, her leg gets pulled out and she and she freaks out and finally realizes something's happening. And then the next day, like, okay, you're not that scared though. You're just like someone just tugs your leg and you're just annoyed with your sister because she farted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. <laughs> or if you have a character that's in a slow descent of possession. Right. You have to start you know. at the end with uh, Lily. Uh, I forget her name. Let's, I got I to bring this Lily up. Taylor. Okay. Lily Taylor. Lily Taylor. We met her at Comic-Con. We interviewed her. Oh, yeah. Me personally, I put all the sex scenes that I have to film right up front. Yeah, naturally. Um, so that I just feel do. like then we get it out of the way. That's why like the to do, is the best. It's in my uh, contract to do the sex scenes up front and then do them again at the end. Just oh. in case. Oh, yeah. Just coverage. I lost a little just weight. Sure I got, got it. coverage. <laughs> Haven't been hitting the craft <laughs> service table too much. That is mm-hmm. Some facts for you here. Uh, the real Perron family visited the set of the film. Eight generations of families lived and died in the house before they moved in. Uh, Andrea suggested that some of the spirits from the families never left. Deaths included two documented suicides, a poisoning, the rape and murder of an 11-year-old girl, two drownings, and the passing of four men who froze to death. Most deaths occurred within the Arnold family, from which uh, Bethesda Sherman was descended. This Don't is not a place. move here. You got, you got to just bulldoze this and put up a parking lot. Listen, I can tell you as someone trying, you know, like you when you look outside and you look into that housing market and you just see those prices going up yep. and there's that one house and you're going, well, it's it's, rid- it's it's completely destroyed with smoke and fire damage, but it's 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 20% less than everything else on the street. Maybe this is the one. My 28 kids and I will be very happy here. Yeah, when you got 28 kids, you've got to make those hard decisions. Yeah. Uh, the 28 kids the- coming from James insisting to do his sex scenes twice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm, I'm method. He's method. What's your shout out, Craig? Shout out to the family for moving in and just putting shit right on the walls. Yeah. They're like, this yeah. thing looks like complete garbage, but we're too broke from buying it. And dad's just a truck driver. There's 19 of us. I can't paint it. Let's just first off, it up. This, I know that that's the most egregious thing about this whole film, Greg, is that they have literally a built-in workforce. They have 17 daughters. That could easily have just at least scraped off some of the shit on the walls, but they were like, "Nah, we'll just put it in there." These people are slobs; they all deserve to die. We'll Mm -hmm. play the clap game instead for forty-five hours. (laughs) The most dangerous game ever in this old haunted mansion that's got sharp edges everywhere you turn. Wait, Mm -hmm. for reals? First off, no one should ever be playing hide and seek blindfolded. (laughs) Hide and clap, clap, which is the scariest version of hide and seek. It's just especially not on the second floor of a house. Like, come on. No, like when the mom's doing it and she's just walking around banging into the banister, yeah, I'm just yeah. like, 
but I'll this say, movie I mean, could have been a horror movie without any demonic presence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just normal family life is scarier than anything else. Uh, I will say though, like to, to James Wan's uh, real real credit, man, a lot of these sequences really got me. When she puts on the blindfold, there, nothing even happens in that scene other than some sound and 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 a couple like good camera angles. But he has a really good um, way of shooting these scenes where he just lets it play out and that just adds to the tension and a lot of directors just don't do that um i'll call your attention to it chapter one and chapter two which i loved those movies because i I think stephen king does a really good job of like telling these stories of these kids but the scares in those movies just did not work because the director went for the cg big monster that's like Mm -hmm. you're gonna sell my teeth and this one we don't see that much for the first hour and it's really scary because you're of mm-hmm. course the yeah. old adage your imagination is way scarier than anything else you're going to show on screen and he just yeah. says that i was like i was blown away by how i was like i gotta turn the light back on i'm not gonna tell anyone it's, that tomorrow. it's that ramping tension you're talking about in that scene yeah. with the blindfold right where it is so scary to see her getting driven off course back to that wardrobe and us not knowing what's in there right even though she mm-hmm. feels it she thinks she knows and she hears something in there and then to pull it out like just to be that. And I think that ultimately pays off in that first Bathsheba jumping off the thing. Oh, God. Yeah. I I also think one of the cool things about the scares in this is that it doesn't have the standard horror day-night cycle where you're safe during the day and then at night is when bad things happen, which is like sometimes can be really useful because you're like, oh, thank God, I can rest. But then you see the exterior shot of the nighttime, you're scared again. This It's open season, all time of day, (laughs) like in this house. And I think that's kind of cool. So you could just have her going around. And this is something that he did really well in insidious as well, which is it's, it's just someone doing what they do at their house in the minute on a Wednesday at 2 PM. And it becomes terrifying with the way it's shot and the way they organize and choreograph kind of the scares. I really like For that. Sure. Yeah, one yeah, of the, and it's, it's a rarity that we see that. And I, I think that they do it so early in this movie. Uh, there's the moment where they all kind of leave it once outside of the house and it's daytime. And it is like, oh, my God, there, there's no rules. You can be scared of anything. And I think this movie does a good job of introducing you to that rule set. But then also by the end of it, the scariest thing is your family. Like this these kids, these small girls' mom is the thing that is after them. And it's like, there's nothing like worse than not trusting your sister that's sleeping next to you because mm-hmm. she might be possessed by something. Like, that well, is horrifying. Again, I think they do such a great job with the Warrens of establishing the rules. Obviously, we're coming in in the same way the parent family is there where we don't know anything. And so as they go through and start establishing, talk about it, even Ed has that thing where he's talking about, let me guess, comes in threes and ends by dawn, right? And it's back, it's we're talking about, oh yeah, you're safe, at, you're safe at first light kind of thing. Do we even get that section where uh, Ed and Lorraine go out there and are like, we could live in the country and, and you want me to do laundry and she's doing the laundry and you think everything's fine and then it goes dark, right? And the, the sheet gets ripped down and goes over that ghost for one second, blows up to the window, that was a goes away, but she was there and then you know it's like fucking on. It's like, hell yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah another earlier scene that. Plot. Let's get to the plot here. And we can oh, we're doing the plot though? Great. Oh, we're doing, okay. Greg Miller's doing the plot for this one, baby. Let's go. All right. All right. You know what I mean, guys? I'm professional. I mean, is this the plot? Is the plot calling? Who's he calling? I think we're calling Andy, hopefully, to scare his little ass. Well, you know, he Hello? might be on the Andy, plane. it's me, Greg Miller from Kind of Funny. Oh, You're good. live on Conjuring and Review. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm just uh, I'm about to take a flight right now. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, I know. RTX is coming up. That's weird. Uh, I need the, They want me to do the plot, but no one here did a plot song for me, and you know I won't perform without the song. But you also, just for your own edification, I kind of look like the crow met the rock met sting, if that makes any sense to you. So if, they, the if you want to try to if you want to try to work that in there, if you want to try to work in that the plot song. The necklace? 
Yeah, oh, it's, it's the, the, it's the fanny mean, pack, really the rocks. Ideas old. of what's had for makeup, but I, I okay. got a song for you if you just want to hear it. Yeah, let's hear it. Roll it on. Okay. There's a creepy doll. This movie is gory. It's time for the plot. Greg, tell us the story. Thank you, Andy. You did it. You did an excellent job once again. Bye. Just ah, technical thing that that wasn't, in my opinion, a song. That was a jingle. <laughs> yeah, and I just you know, for Nick, the sake don't of, take don't take James' side on that. Don't immediately no, no, no. flip flop on Andy like that. All right. Listen, we have a hard. We've set always rule. called them songs. All right. James and I don't come I'm over to Funhouse. I don't come over to Funhouse and say, "Hey, you're making one of those Funhouse videos. Congratulations! Whatever you do inside of them, it's not what you call them." All right, I don't I think do that's that. most. I think that's this. mostly what you've done every time you've ever been on a Funhouse video. That is true. <laughs> also, it's just important to know that James and Elise both signed the contract stating that um, we adhere to the kind of funny rules. When someone's not on camera, we talk shit about them. So that's okay. how it goes. I didn't read the contract, but I'm that glad that was Joey's it. just so nice. Uh, <laughs> <be> up the wall. <laughs> we open with Annabelle, ladies and gentlemen. This is The Conjuring, and we have three clowns fucking sitting on a couch. The boyfriend doesn't even say anything. It's these two women who live together. They're there being interviewed, as we will find out by the Warrens. Uh, they are nurses. They have a creepy-ass doll. <laughs> They've decided it's named Annabelle. Why? Well, weird stuff started fucking happening in the house. They had this doll there. Arm, it starts small. Arm starts moving. You know, it's doing one of these things. It's doing the in-sync dance, dancing around the house. They're like, that's cool. But then it starts getting creepy, and they're like, you know what? We got to figure this out. So what do they do? They go to some broke-ass medium, like in Nick's favorite movie, Poltergeist. And this Sorry. woman comes in, and she gets duped by the ghost. What do you got? So for, at first, they were okay with it when it was doing the in-sync dance. But after that... They were like, no, we can't, yeah, we can't put up with this anymore. It keeps escalating, and it looks okay. really creepy if you haven't looked at it. This but at first, I, I assume you mean the dance where they're in the – which one is it, Tim, when they're in the, the toys and the packages? It's going uh, to be the, me. Yeah, yeah it's going to be me. Uh, and so they're like – they bring in a medium. She's clown shoes, and she's like, oh, what it is is this is Annabelle. There's a ghost in your house named Annabelle. She was a little girl. She died here. And the nurses are like, oh, that's okay. We're nurses and like to take care of people. So tell the spirit it's okay to live inside this doll. And the medium's like, got it, tells that, and then they go, see you later, and everything's fine for like two seconds, and then they come back from a night of drinking, and they open the door, Annabelle's out of her room, she's laying in the hallway, she's got a crayon, she wrote, miss me on a piece of paper, and then she wrote, miss me all over the fucking room, this thing's creepy. Horrifying. One of the nurses takes her outside, throws her in her dumpster, game over. Fucking ain't game over, dumb dumb. They're in sleep. They're sleeping one of the nights. I don't know the timetable. And they get the ding. They get the big old pounding on the doors. They're pounding on the front door, and they go open the open the front door. Miss me on the ground. What the fuck? Then they hear pounding in the other door. They open it up. Annabelle, she's fucking there being creepy crawly. You know what I mean? So they hit up the Warrens, of course, number one Ghostbusters in uh, the New England area. Mm -hmm. And Ed's like, you guys are a bunch of brain-dead bing-bongs, all right? This isn't a ghost. Annabelle never existed. And let me tell you, we are going to retcon this story quite a bit as we get into the future. Annabelle never existed, all right? This thing here is just a demon. It was a, it's a malevolent spirit. It's not a person. It's in between it. It needed to inhabit something because it wants to inhabit you. It was coming for you. Demons, they don't inha they don't they don't possess objects, they possess people and they were gonna get you. They were gonna get up inside you, getting them guts, I think is what they call it. And so getting them guts. Mm -hmm. yep, that's that's, that's yeah. the reference. That is what they call them. And they're like, mm -hmm. Oh my god. And so then it's like boom. And then we come out of that story though into a classroom. It's the Warrens presenting, and they're like, Hey, I'm Ed, and this is uh, Lorraine, and we're the Warrens, and we fucking bust ghosts like this. And they tell the story of Annabelle, and then uh, any questions, and a million hands go up. And I'm like, what happened to Annabelle? And she's in a safe place now. What do people call you? And I go, that's a weird 
one. But Ed's like, you know, paranormal investigators, this, that, and the other. And then Lorraine's like, kooks. And like, ha, ha, ha. And they all have a good laugh about it, right? But we'd prefer if you called us Ed and Lorraine Warren. And like goes into that print, like that dot matrix printer of like newspaper used yeah. to be. And then we it's like Snatch. Fucking awesome. Great <laughs> intro. <laughs> It, great it's intro. great. The, the based on a true story stuff, it's just like, oh, oh man. yeah, it gets mm-hmm. you because it makes you question. You're like, no, nah, I don't believe you. I don't believe you. And then as the movie goes on, you're like, all right, I maybe kind of believe you. I believe you enough. Sure, sure. Uh, from there, we jump from the Warrens uh, to the parents, right, who are moving into their uh, house here. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, I looked it up, but I don't know. Basically, the guy from Office Space and then our friend mm-hmm. Lily, uh, who we interviewed at Comic-Con. Remember, Nick? Big deal for us. Big oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Never forget. Um, yeah, they're moving in, and these people have like nineteen fucking kids. Just don't even get attached to them. They're all interchangeable. We'll use all names girls like, though. Exactly. You know so. what I mean? I don't know what that's all about. Easily you possessed. I'll say, what are you gonna do with that? Marry him off. They're <laughs> 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 just keeping them in this house till they get a dowry for each one of them. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, they just bought this house, and let me tell you, Tim. I, I appreciate you as a business co-founder, as a collaborator, as a friend. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And one of the things you often often do to me is, especially when we have guests, compliment me on in review for my uh, ability to keep these plot synopsis is not on the rails by any stretch of the imagination, but remember the movie and remember it, the important stuff. It's insane. Yeah. I'll tell you what, man. I thought, you know, the long superhero movies would test us before and I passed every test. Having a horror movie that happens in the same house... <laughs> Scene after scene with the same people. I have, I do have. I want for full disclosure the Amazon in scene by scene thing here for, to do my best to keep what happened straight when it happened. And I've never done that on an interview before, but I do want people to know that this one tested me. Right. It's just all okay. the same yeah. thing. Next time, Greg, you can study a little more instead of putting makeup on for what probably <laughs> took three to four hours. But you know what? Hey. Hey, it's all good. It's all but good. Think about it. Like, this pays off in the end, the makeup. You know what I mean? Think all yeah. the cool gifts given right now. That's the thumbnail. <laughs> Look at that right there. That's wow. The wow. You know what I mean? The there thumbnail is actually You're probably going to be just an image from the movie with the little... The lo- yeah. The but maybe there. if and Andy a good screenshot, he'll put it in really small. He can hide me somewhere in the thumbnail. That's always a fun Easter game. Easter eggs. Greg you know Miller. I mean? Easter Greg's. Anyways, all right. So they're moving in. They got a bunch of kids. Uh, the oldest kid is all pissy about it. She wanted to stay in New Jersey. Uh, but uh, the uh, mom, Carolyn, says, don't worry. Uh, you know, when she gets a boyfriend, she'll forget. And the guy from office space. <laughs> and so they come into the house. This is just a fucking shithole if I've ever seen one. You want to you talk about tetanus, black mold, ungrounded electrical outlets. This thing's got it all, ladies and gentlemen. But they move in, and there's already a bunch of furniture there. And so they're just bopping around doing all this different stuff, right? And so the uh, the very beginning, the dog, Sadie, she won't come in. She's outside. She's just barking, 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 barking. And the like, dog, dog in up. the first act. You know what it's I mean? So sad. Mm-hmm. So yeah. sad. Yeah. So if you have a dog like that, you know it's going to be bad news bears, right? So everybody's running around, picking their, their rooms. The littlest little kid, April, right? She runs outside to this big old creepy-ass tree to begin with, right? She finds a toy right there. Nobody thinks this is weird that she's getting some creepy-ass clown box, but nobody cares. It's a music box. That was the fake tree. They built what? that tree. Oh. I mean, it's where very did, specific in its imagery, yeah, so that makes sense. Where did the suicides happen then, you know? You said suicides uh, happened. That's true. Yeah. Well, I don't know about all that, but uh, the, the girl, what's her name? Siddhartha or whatever? Uh, I don't think that was her Shiva? name. Uh, Sheba, Sheba. Siddhartha. Yeah, Siddhartha. But uh, uh, anyways, she, it, it wasn't uh, like she didn't die that way. Like she wasn't from hanging. She died from some some other stuff. 
But they're like, it's cooler in the movie if she does that. So Bullshit. we're gonna. Make it's that a great happen. visual, especially when they bring in Vera and she can actually see it. You're mm-hmm. like, Whoa. Excellent. Uh, so yeah, as we already covered, she finds the toy box out there. It's going to be creepy and introduce her to Rory, but we'll get there. Uh, on the inside of the house, the girls start playing uh, hide and clap. They're running around playing hide and clap with them. Clap, one clap, two clap. And I'm like, again, yeah, are you going to get hurt? Are you going to get a broken bone? Are you going to get stabbed with something? Sure. But I like this game. And I think there's some, there's something. It's it's like Marco Polo without the pool. Yeah. And, and that, think, that one girl cheats. Don't forget. Yeah, I know. That one girl cheats. She doesn't, she's right there. Would have ended the game. They wouldn't have found the basement. Everything would have been fine. But she didn't clap when she was supposed to clap. That little girl's fault. Yeah, like the dog still would have died. Didn't say anything. She said you're cheating, but she didn't call her out on it. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. That's not a yeah. good way to do it. But it doesn't matter. As you're saying though, yeah, the clap game takes them into the closet there on the first floor, to which they brawl into a wall, smash right through it. You know what I mean? It's just like Terminator Two when the, the team without. Old T eight hundred are brawling through the walls, right? Uh, they break it. A uh, guy from Office Space runs in, like, "Oh, what's going on? What's breaking up?" Ron Livingston. And, yeah, the guy from Office Space. And so I, love, they, I love that Elise <laughs> just said it. Like, you better, you should respect Ron Livingston and know his name. Stop his disrespecting. Well, I, I love the Office Space and the Conjuring, and I can't remember Band anything Brothers. else. Oh yeah, I, I, I love Ron Livingston because uh, someone decided say, he's timeless, but he's not. He's not. He exists only in the in the time period the of the office space. Yep. Yeah. And he he's he never changes his character, but they're like, you know what? What would he be like in World War II? And then we get to say, what would he be like in 1971? And then it's just him. And it's he's like, I'm a truck driver. I'm in World War II. Like, like he doesn't change at all for any of it. It's great. Uh, he goes down into the creepy-ass basement, and it's a creepy-ass basement, and there's a fucking piano down there and a bunch of other garbage and stuff. And at one point, the furnace. The furnace is there. And he's like, yeah, I'll, it's cold up there. Yeah, I'll see if I can get this furnace to work. I'm like, wait, you bought this house not understanding yeah. where the fucking furnace was? They didn't do an well, inspection. They, they were desperate, they do, say, they do say they bought it sight unseen as a bank foreclosure. So, And also, they were living before this, they were living out of a U-Haul truck for 14 weeks. So oh I love you fucking back it I, off, okay? I love that someone was living in that house, and they're like, ah, I wish I could stay here. I just can't afford the mortgage. <laughs> and then the bank was like, we'll take it from you. And they're like, ah, fine. It's real haunted. Deep. Real deep. <laughs> bank was the real one. Um, so they fuck around in the basement and in the house for a little bit, and it seems like everything's going to be great. So they decide I'll go to bed, and uh, Sadie, the dog, won't shut the fuck up outside. And he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and guy from Office Space is like, oh, man, this dog won't shut up. This fucked up. And, like, yeah, she's like, that's weird. And he's like, don't worry, I chained her to a tree. And this is when, like, would you ever, uh, Willems, would you ever just put Benson out there on a chain at night? You know what I mean? Benson fell out of the bed last night. Uh, right. So now Fair we have fun. to get a pool noodle to put uh, <laughs> under our sheet <laughs> like he's an infant so he doesn't fall. Yeah. So this is the to third... answer your question, no. Yeah, so this would be the third time in as many months that he's fallen out. Because bed. if we tied him to a tree around sundown, he would be dead by, by nightfall. By sundown. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so from there now, uh, we wake up. Yeah, we wake up and... Well, you forget that they bang. They already have... 18 oh, right, kids, yeah, yeah. and they, right. they decide to christen the home by banging without it protection. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, don't get me wrong. We all want to pop one inside, but it's like, come on. <laughs> make You're barely holding this together. You're also, in over your head on this mortgage. Don't fucking do this. Yeah, mm-hmm. do we feel like maybe he was just like secretly like, let's just keep going until we get a boy? 
that kind yeah, of thing. Oh, yeah, 100%. It yeah. was the 70s, right? This is how it was. You know what I mean? The Who's going to drive my truck? You <laughs> 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 said with no discernible <laughs> accent. It is weird. Uh, he was weird casting because it's supposed to be like, because Patrick Wilson's supposed to be the star, but every time Rod Livingston was on screen, I was like, that's Rod Livingston. Why would I they know what to do? Now? Good for him. Uh, they wake up in the morning, and Carolyn's got a big old bruise on her. All the clocks are stopped at 3.07. Uh, the w- older girl is bitching about everything, but also the fact that there was, like, a horrible smell in her room. And Jesus. guess what? The dog Sadie's fucking dead outside. <laughs> the little girl April finds her. Dude, again, though, that's the thing that I appreciate about this movie is we saw the dog, and it immediately starts barking. You're like, oh, that dog's going to die at some point in this movie. Oh, I didn't yeah, expect totally. it to happen three minutes later. Or like, save the day. It. Yeah, it's one of the two. It's one of the two. <laughs> but but for a movie that like when you look at it as a whole, the dog dying is is like essentially the worst casualty of the entire movie. It's not like the death rate is super high on this. In fact, it's just the dog. Yeah, I don't think anything else does. One dude gets his face bit off, but he's cool with it. Later, right? yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah, I feel like there uh, like should that. have been an old woman that dies. You know, there's always that one old disposable old woman that they bring like, in. It's like the two okay. pe- the two old people in arachnophobia where they're eating the popcorn and then they find him dead. I remember like, that. Yes. It's like yeah. that. John Goodman. <laughs> it's been a long John day, Good. everyone. So the demons <laughs> smell like farts, huh? Yeah, thank <laughs> turns out uh they'll talk about that eventually uh from there now we are catching up to one of the things we already talked about it's a reporter at the warrens and he's all like oh man you got a bunch of weird shit in this room and they're like yeah and like, he's walking around looking at all the crazy shit and then eventually gets to annabelle and he's like oh no you fucking annabelle's crazy that's why she got like 19 locks on her she never come out and he's also like don't touch anything and then the warren's daughter judy shows up she wants to touch stuff they're like don't touch anything we get the idea don't touch anything in this house right it's bad news bears we spend some time here at the warrens for a little bit Judy's running around. Uh, is this when they comb her hair? I don't, it doesn't matter. We're going to combine a few different Warren scenes here. They have a nice little home life is basically what's going on. However, we are given the first seeds here that something has been going on and Ed is trying to protect the Lorraine, that something bad has happened to her in recent times. She's not uh, up to full power as he feels she should be. But I digress. We'll get to that. You know, just put it in here. There was an exorcism with the old guy, right? We were talking about before with the the Quebec farmer, right? With the blood eyes the or whatever. Farmer. Yeah. Her eyes and flipped her wig and she just went crazy. Because he, he eventually tells that the, the Chevy when he's talking to the guy from office space, like, listen, every time this takes a little bit of you, but that took a big piece of her. Like, oh, fuck. Bitch. Cool. God, he, she saw the face of the devil. Um, but that's what fucked her up. That's why she's like that. Um, we go back to the house here. Uh, haunted. We're back in bed with everybody, and this is the first time where we get the leg tug, and then the farts come, and that whatever this it, this middle of the road girl, middle of the road girl, Cindy, I believe, she's the one who starts immediately getting it. It's like fucking stop it, and the other one's like, "That's you. You smell like shit." I'm like, oh no, I smell like shit. But I, like that, that we're getting some nighttime craziness happening. There, all right. Then again, mm-hmm. next morning, same deal. We wake up, more bruises on the mom. Uh, the birds are flying into the house. More clocks stopped. I think this is when she either night one or this time she tells Ron Livingston about it. I'm like, hey, all the clocks stopped. And he's like, well, that's weird. And he has some bullshit explanation for why all these clocks. <laughs> he's already starting the engine. He goes, I'm a truck driver. <laughs> that's his response to everything. She's like, I'm worried that these kids are really disturbed in this house. He goes, hmm, I'm a truck driver. And then leaves. <laughs> all seven uh, girls quick, have their real periods. Real quick, real quick, real quick. Uh, Greg, the issue's happening again. It, or really? it's, it's not as bad. But it is happening again. You want me to um, restart the. Sorry. 
Sorry, Elise. What were you saying? I I don't want to alarm anybody, but you know, Greg referenced the cursed film series on Shutter, where they look through a lot of productions like The Exorcist or Poltergeist, and they talk about how these productions, you know, there was a lot of death, or there were really strange occurrences that happened. And I'm wondering if the Greg microphone stuff yep. could be we're we're dabbling in an area we shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. And this is a warning. Mm-hmm. This is a warning. This is Bathsheba herself talking to us. Because you sound great now. Yeah, that's oh. how it keeps going when I restart it. I don't know yeah. why. Yeah, so we'll see. We, we can just more, keep going now. But we should now. look into this later, for sure. Ladies and gentlemen, this episode is brought to you by Manscaped. Here's the thing. Beluga, did you hear that? That's your moose asking for Manscaped. They wrote that. I don't really understand what it means. But what I do know is that you need to Manscaped. You need to fix whatever bush situation is going on down below. The Manscaped engineering team just perfected the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created, the Lawnmower 3.0. I recently used this thing, and I can tell you, I love it. I didn't nick any nuts. I'm just looking real nice and clean down there. Uh, plus, for a limited time, when you order the p- perfect package kit, you get two free gifts, the Shed Travel Bag and the Manscaped Anti-Chafing Boxer Briefs. You're not trying to chafe down there. Trust me, that's not a good time for anybody. Uh, the waistband's super elastic to reduce chafing and rubbing. Plus, when your girl sees this logo, she knows she's got a real Manscaped man. <laughs> Oh, Manscaped, I love you guys. You can pair these boxer briefs with their pH-balancing liquid products like the Crop Preserver, and you're ready for anything. Uh, You can get 20% off plus free shipping with the code MORNING at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code MORNING at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code MORNING. Uh, From the moose to the caboose, always use the right tools for the job. (laughs) Are they implying that, like, our pubic hair region is the moose what why did they say beluga i don't know do mooses say beluga you gotta wa- know. you gotta wonder if other companies out there are like worried about their ass being too close to a manscape that <laughs> i mean that's that's the thing but here's the thing we're going from uh places you want to get rid of hair to places that you want to keep your hair because we love keeping our hair and so does keeps as guys so much of our identity is wrapped up in our hair from how it feels after getting a fresh cut to the way it's perfectly styled before going out uh that's why when we get into our 20s and 30s and start noticing the first signs of hair loss it's definitely panic time uh because let's face it no guy's ever ready to go bald thankfully now there's keeps the simple way to keep your hair easily uh two or three guys will experience some form of male pattern baldness by the time they're 35 and the best way to prevent hair loss is to do something about it while you still have hair left luckily i seem to be the third guy with nick and andy here at internet explorers but they have been uh taking care of this for a while now so they're they've been, they've been keeping their hair things have been looking good and andy you've been looking fantastic i want to let you know okay wow thank you very very uh, much yeah the finastra is kicking ass mm-hmm uh keeps treatments typically takes between four to six months to see results so it's important to act fast the sooner you start using keeps the more hair you'll save uh you can go to our link at keeps.com slash morning to receive your first month of treatment free that's k-e-e-p-s dot com slash morning keeps.com slash morning check it out uh okay uh she finally told She's finally telling Ron Livingston about the, oh, the clocks and stuff shit. that's yeah, going yeah, yeah. on. He's like, whatever, cool. Yeah, and that's basically how it goes. Everybody's like, it smells like shit in this house. I'm getting tugged at night. Mom's got a bunch of bruises. 
see you. We're all going to school. Yeah. I'm, Stop, running, yeah, I'm going yeah. to I'm going to work. He, they're all out, right? Yeah. So they leave Carolyn and April, the smallest of the small girls, there to play or whatever. And this is when Carolyn walks over, right? And uh, she's at okay, April's at her little like desk with her little thing, uh, talking to who, who the ghost that'll be Rory or whatever. And she opens it like, "Who are you talking to? Oh, my new friend Rory. Who's Rory? Oh, he's my new weird friend. You can only see him when you look into this fucking." horrifying goddamn bu- box I have that I'm mm-hmm. not scared of, but everybody else should be, at least for the bugs that are living in a chair, but no idea. What's yeah. the model this year, though? Go for it, Nick, yeah. what, what are, you're not a horror guy. What's going mm-hmm. through your head when there's this, this weird music box, there's a little kid that's talking to no one? First off, your parent, your kid brings this home. You go, where'd you get that? And she mm-hmm. goes, oh, out by the old tree where it looks like they used to hang witches. Put that <laughs> <laughs> you go back to that tree, put that thing back where you found it. That's A. B, the second she opens it up and this clown's head slowly starts bobbing up and down, you take it, you throw it out the window. But to James's point earlier, I think this is another one of those moments where you're not safe during the day. Because remember, she first looks at this and it's kind of daylight outside. And they do such a great job of shooting it because it's very claustrophobic. And you just, whenever they force you to stay on that shot where you know something's going to pop up, mm-hmm. it always builds that good tension. And of course, the payoff is the kid scares her. You're also, like, the mirror kid. does the thing where it, like, oh. you never settle on anything. And right. it's, all, it's like, the, the what was it, the third paranormal activity? Where the guy was like, I want to get a no shot spoilers, of the no whole room. Oh, that's fair enough. I want to get a shot of the whole room. So it's a, I'm going to put a camera on an oscillating fan, which sounds like a good idea until you are a person watching it and it's just a camera <laughs> going left and right across the room for five minutes or whatever, and then it becomes the most terrifying thing in the, the world. The daytime is also just saturated, too. So it's not mm-hmm. like it's like, oh, yeah. you know, sunny outside. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the mirror's dirty Very and stuff, different. too. But no, they do a, good, a lot of great cool. techniques. And it's the early 70s, scary. so it might as well have been hell on earth. Everything's hairy. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. See, here's so my hairy. thing, Nick. I go a step further. It's like you definitely throw away the little jack in the box, but you throw this girl out, too. Oh, yeah. It's just like I would, if Baby my youngest was just like being that weird, it's like, you got some problems. She's man. not being mm-hmm. that weird. She's got an imaginary friend. Yeah, and she's lonely. But she saw him, didn't she? No, she doesn't. She doesn't see her. The, uh, Carolyn does not see Rory. Carolyn waits to see Rory, and then the little girl pops up and scares her. Then, All right, the little, it, but the little girl sees Rory. Yeah, but well, yeah, but it's I mean, an imaginary. It feels imaginary like Rory's friend. fucking scary as hell. <laughs> no, but yeah, that's the yeah. thing. If they would have listened to Rory, everything would have been okay. Rory shows her where to hide. Rory is, yeah. shows her how to survive Bathsheba possessing her mom. Rory's actually benevolent. Rory's good. Spirit. Yeah, and that's Rory's honestly good. the thing too is like it, uh, this is very much like. This I understand it's in the 70s. This family would have benefited from watching The Sixth Sense, where they would have understand that most of the spirits in this house aren't mm-hmm. there to hurt you. They're there because they got – what, what does everybody say, right? She made me do it. It's mm-hmm. not that they're ever the, – the maid that runs at her with the, the – yeah. or him with the cut-up arms, the big old fat woman holding her kid down in the, the nurse, basement, yeah. right? She <laughs> yeah. made me do it. They're not there to hurt you. They're trying to warn you that Bathsheba mm-hmm. can't be fucked with. You know what I mean? Get out yeah. of there. And Rory in particular is like, here, come hide in this little hole. Rory is like the ghost, the ghost equivalent of like Edward from Twilight. Rory looks like a child, but has the wisdom of a eighty-year-old man. Yeah, fair. You know, so got it. You guys want to be careful, child? Is how he would sound if he wow. spoke in the wow. Film. Rory, Rory stays a small boy, but his voice kept growing. <laughs> yeah, older. his voice wow, gets yeah. deeper. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. You don't see that often in a ghost. Uh, so, anyways, yeah, the April jumps up, scares mom, and then she's like, "Hey." 
please play hide and clap with me. It's the game sweeping the household and the older girl <laughs> will never let me play with them. What do you say? And mom's like, okay. And then mom's also like, I wonder where I got all these bruises. And then proceeds to run into all sorts of fucking oak dressers <laughs> and shit. Uh, eventually, though, yeah, the claps lead her into the older the older girl's bedroom that has the weird wardrobe that will be Stinks. where Rory makes everybody hide. Stinks all the time. Boo, pee you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah. She, the mom thinks she's figured it out, of course. Oh, she's hiding there in the wardrobe. Gets close, gets close. Here's the claps or whatever. And then gets over there and hears whispering. And then can't find her. And takes off the blindfold. And then April runs in. It's like, ah, you were way off. I was in fucking girl 19's room down the hall. Like, ah, oh, fuck. And then, but mom's like, wait a second. I definitely heard things in here. Am I going crazy? And like, no, you're not. Things are fucked up here. Uh, we jump back to the Warrens. This is where we get more of, oh, I don't know about it, or Lorraine, something's wrong with you. And she's like, no, I can handle it. And they go investigate the people whose house wasn't really haunted. It just had a, a, a open window. Morons. You know what I mean? Go up in your attic sometime. Do some of your own ghostbusting for a change. It doesn't always have Where, to be like this. They don't get paid by the hour. They get paid by the captured ghost. Okay? <laughs> Those are the rules. <laughs> Um, from there, then, right, we're, we've solved that case. We're back to the house. Remember, uh, Ron Livingston, we think he's on his way to Florida. We don't, but he's, it's a quick trip to Florida. We also know how much time has passed, right? So there's just, it's just the mom in the house. The girls have been put to bed, and then she hears them, or she hears something butting about the house. And then she goes out there, right? And then she's, she hears the clap first, right? She, and she opens the door to the cellar. And she walks down there a little bit, and she hears a clap, and she hears a rustling or whatever. And she she's like, like sees she sees someone. She's like, I know you're down there. Yeah, she's, she's like, she, like because there's like the chair, and I think the chair had like the blanket over. And she sees someone, and she's like, whoever's down here, I'm calling the cops or whatever. Yeah, and she goes to leave, and the door slams in her face, hits her in the head. She rolls down the thing. She's mm-hmm. all fucked up. Here's more. There's a clap down there. It doesn't matter. But then she goes up the stairs. Right, the lights blow out. Um, and then she starts striking the matches, and this is where, yeah, she strikes the, like the third match, right? She's like, it's just, it just comes in a fucking yeah. so dope good. trailer. That's Hell. a trailer shot. So that is good. a trailer oh, what shot. What an iconic horror shot. movie shot! Like that is what's yes. going to go down for these these movies. Like I don't even think it's going to be like Annabelle's like face or whatever. It is going to be the clap that people are talking about later. Now, meanwhile, I think I skipped this earlier. The mid-youngest girl who was in Twilight is the little baby or whatever. She's fucking not the little baby in this one. She's mid-baby. And she's, she, she's Murph is there. She's walking around. She's got sleepwalking disease. So they're putting her to bed left and right. And so this one night, yeah, it's the second time in the movie they've introduced the plot device. I missed the first one. doesn't matter. She's in the older girl's room walking into the fucking wardrobe, the wardrobe. again over and yeah. over again. Again, Rory doing his due diligence here. Rory trying to show the kids where to hide when your mom goes cuckoo in the cuckoo verse. Mm. Um, uh, you know, the uh, Andrea, the older girl gets up. She walks over there. She's like, no, just you can stay with me tonight. Puts her to bed. Uh, then like turns around to do something else. And the little girl sits up and she's like, what's going on? What do you see? And she's like, oh, and then with the camera pans up and it's Bathsheba herself, like up there in a creepy ass old nightgown, disturbing, crazy hair, crazy face. She just fucking farting all over the place. So she, stinky. she jumps off that thing, gets on Andrea, and everybody's <laughs> fucking screaming in the house. All the doors are shut and locked. It's fucking, it's yeah. bad bears there, right? Because downstairs, Carolyn and the same thing pounding on it. She can't get out. And it, luckily enough, Ron Livingston's back from his whirlwind trip to Florida <laughs> to deliver tobacco or whatever. And yeah. he comes in, he, he, the amount of times he in this movie goes from doing something then having to sprint, but not fully sprinting, 
Like when yeah. they found the dead dog, he actually, if you watch, he took time to dry his hands and then like toss the towel. What? <laughs> and here's the same thing. He's like, it's he's got a little lunch pail and something else, and he hears like, oh, and he takes off and he runs in there and they get uh, Carolyn out and she's like, oh god, oh god, and like, what's going on upstairs? Like Andrea, and they run upstairs and they flip, break that door open, and Andrea's just on the ground rolling around with nothing. They're like, what's happening? It's like, oh, this thing was on me. It's like, oh my god, what the fuck is going on? And so this is like the big breaking point, right? This is where it's like, hold on a second. Shit's gone south here. And I'm right about this, right? I didn't skip the part with the girls, the, t- the leg tugging. That's still coming, right? With leg tugging and then the... I think, I think we, uh, missed, we, missed we missed one of the door slams. We missed part where she slams. sees her in the dark, right? Where she's yeah, sitting up in bed in the doorway. The and then they're like, what's in she the says, doorway? Who is that behind the right, door? Uh, right there and no then the door slams. Yeah, and then the, then they break into the door, and there was somebody there. There's nothing there, honey. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay, yeah right. that, that is a great sk- that is a great moment. Yeah, I, don't so I, love that. I mentioned it earlier in the show because I love it so. Yeah. Much. Uh, from here, we jump back to another classroom where the Warrens are teaching. This time, it's the rule, uh, the stages of uh, uh, paranormal investigation or, or infestation, right? Because it's infestation, oppression, possession, right? And he, they're going over this whole thing of like it's this. Then they start, you know, uh, infestation there in your house, obviously. Uh, you know, uh, 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 oppression. They're you know making you question things. They're, you don't know it's really no one's fake anymore. They're fucking around with you. And then possession when you're at your weakest, they come in and take over your body, and then they fuck Which, And I know Nick, you said earlier like they didn't need the warrants going back to their classroom as much, which I agree. But I guess now in terms of this device, it's them them spelling this out so the audience can go. I've been seeing that. Yeah, I <laughs> I've get been it. seeing I that with the family. <laughs> I think that, but I think they could have done that when they. I think they died. They could have done that either at the beginning or then. Being sure. Like, what's yeah. been going on, and then they sit them down and be like, "You have a poltergeist or whatever." Here are uh, the three some, stages of grief. Deal with it. Some oh. of the some of the decisions seem like active decisions to not be other movies. Like it because it's a movie, it's a trope film, right? Like it, it has yeah. all the haunted house and the it's possession stuff. But I think they, I think the writers did seem to sit down and go, these things are what have to be in a horror movie like this. But let's find different places to put them so that way we're not doing what you're describing, which is probably the more efficient way is sitting down and explaining it to the people it's actually happening to within context sure they're like let's explain it beforehand in a different scene so we don't have to do it then again later kind yeah of. i mean normally you would have that one character who's either new to the team or whatever mm-hmm. and he's the one what the fuck's going on oh this what does that mean yeah. this that but we when the, it's it is nice when they get to the family they're just like he asks like five questions is like does yeah. they knock three times y'all got yourself a ghost yeah. part of that fucking <laughs> kid playing over by that tree yeah. yeah, that's this is where the movie picks up a clip, I think, honestly, in terms of especially our own synopsis. Right? I agree. Yeah. It's the idea that, all right, cool, we've done all the pre-work. They give you the three stages, and in the audience is Carolyn, who at the end of it is walked over by one of the guys who will be one of the investigators with the Warrens. Uh, hey, you, they, she wants to talk to you. Great. She starts explaining. They're like, listen, you know, we're not going to – it could be anything. She's like, no, you need to come fucking help me. I have these kids over there. So the Warrens come over there, and I feel like this is where everything really gets fucking steamrolling in terms of a bunch of stuff happening all at once, right? Uh, they walk in the house. This is where, yeah, oh, it's happening in threes. Oh, it stops at dawn. It, it, it's the, you know, it's the demon insulting the Holy Trinity. That's what they're doing there. Uh, they're testing you. The pictures that I didn't talk about getting bumped off the walls are piled up. They get tossed off the walls, so we have to put them here kind of thing. We're going through all these things and having it explained of, like, what is going on and what they're seeing. Um, uh, Honestly, when those when those pictures came off the walls, I just felt like that was the ghosts like criticism of them not painting before they put mm-hmm. those up. Yeah, Stand down these walls. I understand. Like you said, you have a workforce here, but it's work. They're peeling walls. This place is disgusting. 
Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, like I said, it's that, it's that. Uh, eventually, you know, they do a whole interview here where they, they talk to everybody individually. Um, Lorraine's walking around at one point helping her put stuff up. Maybe this is later, actually, but she has that, she has that vision off the, the portrait of the beach, which is like this terrible photo of them at the beach. But it's like, oh, yeah, it was a great day at the beach. We were driving back. And we stopped taking this photo. And uh, eventually when they get to the end, they keep doing the whole thing of like saying stuff. That this is happening. And the Warren's like, oh, 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 what does that mean? Well, it means this, such and such. Like, oh, okay, fuck, this is bad news bears. All, all the photo stuff was like kind of like the, oh, man, that's the best way you can come up with how to solve yeah. all this. Yeah. But mm. whatever. I'll give it to him because I enjoyed uh, the movie overall. But so yeah. yeah, the you know they're getting all this information. They're doing the interviews. He does a little tape recorder bit with them. And where should I start? Oh, from the beginning, uh, from the first occurrence. Uh, while that's going on, you know, uh, Lorraine's walking around. She's getting investigated. She walks out at one point, uh, you know, towards the lake in the tree or whatever. Uh, Ed follows her down. She's like, "Stop, man, it's here." Ed. And like he's like, "What?" Well, we see the feet behind Ed swinging there. From oh, so the, great. Uh, who hung herself and then like he hugs her because she almost collapses and then we go back inside the house and like listen it is bad here she's like what do you mean like i saw it as soon as i came in there's a presence that flashed itself onto you and they show uh carolyn there greeting them with the presence behind her then it was i saw it in your girls we see the girl shot again but this time with the presence there and then when i went down to the fucking tree man i saw some fucking lady hanging there we see that yeah. like, oh, shit, it was on your dog too but you know breathless <laughs> 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 it has been tortured by these ghosts you need to stop it or whatever so they're like well, listen you need that cleansing you need the church we're gonna you know help you do all this stuff okay cool uh you know it's not that easy to get an exorcism though it's an archaic process a whole bunch of different approvals we'll need to come in here and get uh, hard evidence that this is back got it sounds great uh they break uh the warrens go back to their house where judy is there who nana's been taken care of nana and her went to the church flea market or whatever they got matching lockets that have you know, Judy's photo in one for Lorraine, Lorraine and Ed in another for uh, Judy herself. This seems like a terrible idea, right? But that's how they decided to do it. Why not? You know what I mean? Let's just put our kid out there on a silver platter for Bathsheba. Um, they start, I think I'm going to throw it in here. I forget at what point this happened, but Lorraine also has a whole bunch of research on it. Like just went down to county records and got a whole bunch of good shit. And she's like, listen, you know, the, the first, the woman I saw hanging there, Bathsheba, witch she was a witch she was you know descendant of the salem witch trial people she's bad news bears and you know when they tried to take her house or some shit she's she ran out of the house and was like no one will ever have my property if you take it you'll die she like, what? <laughs> Fire's remorse crazy right? she well, killed she, her kid she killed yeah, her she kid, kid. which we'll later find out was an affront to god like the way to really piss off Jesus and give him the old finger is to use your gift as a woman, which apparently is just to have a child and then kill it, which is Satan's like bonus points for me. And God's like, that was too far. Um, but then, yeah, the property got broken up into a million things and similar to what Tim was talking about. You got people drowning out there. You got ski-doo accidents, all sorts of shits happening. <laughs> ski-doo. <laughs> they are not living long if they took off Sheba's land, as she said, when you're like, I'll kill myself. God, she did it. You know what I mean? This witch was crazy. Like, <laughs> something, it turns out. You know what I mean? Well, well we've already established in this world how difficult it is to get your hands on property. Yeah, I know. So to think that they came for hers, I mean, I at that point related with the witch. Yeah. <laughs> so the, like the, God's word out. the Warrens come back and they got a whole ghost busting crew, which is that guy who introduced them and then this cop dude who's the cop dude. You're like, okay, cool. The, and the cop dude does not believe, but he's there to observe and protect, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I like that he's like, he's skeptical, but not an outright asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You I know? Yeah. I, I like that. 
it feels mm-hmm. like a more fully fledged character and real character than just being like he's an asshole and he's gonna you know seemingly sabotage them because he's a skeptic mm-hmm. feels more interesting than him just being a dick um but I do like you said earlier, Greg, I love that they're like we're assembling our little ghost team yeah it's so good. great uh greg I don't know if this if if you missed this or if it's about to happen, but I'm just going to talk about it here. I really love the scene of them playing back the recordings and it missing half of the conversation. She's not in it. Yeah. I, I love that moment because it's such a simple, it's video production trick. Like we all know how that happened, but I was so invested in this world and story that when that happened, I was like, Oh shit. And it's like, that's a good horror movie is when they can like, even when I can see through it, I'm like, damn, that'd be mm-hmm. really scary to happen. So um. So yeah, that happens at the same time. Lorraine is Lorraine's doing all her research here off county records. Ed is doing the listening to the thing. Uh, when they share all this information, uh, the tape starts to play again, and now there's like hisses and blah, 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 kind of crap happening there when the, when uh, uh, Caroline should be talking. They get the crew. They go to the house. They bring in all their ghost busting tech, which is you know they got cameras that when it gets instantaneously cold, it'll take a photo. They got motion. Detecting, uh, detecting cameras. They got a black light they're really excited about. They got the old uh, stick mic they're going to walk around and listen to shit with. It's like, oh well, my they, god. They also have just one with a string attached to the shutter, which is my favorite one. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, once the door gets this far, it'll pull the string. It causes the light. They're like, oh, is that the same technology as the one that gets cold? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, because the one that gets cold seems like it's a lot more farther into the future technology than just <laughs> the good old one, yeah. fashioned. This one's thing. how you get rid of a baby tooth. Yeah, <laughs> I do. Um, I, <laughs> um, I do love. Uh, I like. I do love their their sort of commitment to the the tech of the day. That everything has to be like plugged into a giant battery pack. Mm-hmm. And so, like when he goes to get the UV lights, give me the UV light. First off, the other guy's like, "What's a UV light?" Because he has no idea, um, and then when the guy gives it to him, it's like that giant stick. But then it's tethered to a, one of those big old. If you guys never probably shot stuff back in the day on on like um, real cameras, but they used to think, hey, you just have to have these giant battery belts to power them. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so cool to have those. I have to lug all this shit around, and it, it is oddly reminiscent of like Ghostbusters, where Greg they could have very easily made the, the, the neutrino one, neutrino one, and the proton pack like tiny, but they chose to make them big and these cumbersome things because it adds to the scene. Mm-hmm. They did very well here. Agreed. Uh, and so, yeah, they're setting this up. Ed's setting up the crosses all over the house. Being like, this really fucking pisses him off. I'm, try- I'm trying to piss him off. I want to see some stuff. We got to get this on film. We got to do this stuff. Then there's a bunch of fake scares. Uh, the cop goes to the bathroom, right? And the door creaks open. Everybody's like, oh, is this going to be oh, a- yeah. him? It was just and him. And the taking- tech guy, Drew, he's trying to mack on the eldest daughter. Yeah, right. I get it. That the age demographic there, I wasn't sure about. It, it was, it was like, weird. Eighteen, nineteen. I mean, all these, all these, they're all, they're all fucking old. They, they should have gotten out of the house a long time ago, including the kid that found the tree. Get her out. Put her to work. <laughs> uh, they do some work research when they take the wand thing, the wand microphone downstairs, and uh, film or film and you know record it down there, asking a bunch of questions, trying to get it to do something. Uh, they don't get any real hard results down there the way they wanted, but when they come upstairs, more stuff happens. Right? What happened? The door moves. Uh-huh. I think. I'm, well, don't. I'm pretty sure they go downstairs because I really like that basement because it's through the point of view of the old the cop filming with the camera. Yeah, and then and and the audio is through the point of view of the boom mic. So those are the two things you have. So like when it's pointed away from Ed, he's like really quiet. Mm-hmm. So like oh he, yeah, that's like, so good. It's diegetic, which is yeah. a yeah, really cool really sequence. Cool. And then they're like going up the stairs, and then you hear like the most like as though there was something happening 
off of the side of a boom mic. Oh, and that, like, that dissonance of like you're seeing is different from what you're hearing. Yeah, is, totally. is so good too. And they're like, did we hear something? Like, and then they think that like something happened, right? It reminds me a little bit of like Blair Witch, where the mm-hmm. camera was always there, but you'd hear people like that were right here, then they walk away, and you're it makes you feel so much more alone in those moments yeah, because you're just sure. you're losing one of your senses somehow. Yeah. And also, now, here's just, where we, sorry, no, it's okay. Go ahead. So now here's where we go from. They've cranked it up. But we don't have a really great night for them, them in terms of ghost hunting. Not a, ma- a lot of major shit happening, right? So you're, we settle into. Everybody being happy, right? We have this next morning. Ron Livingston's there making pancakes. He's having a great time. He's the truck driver. He's a truck driver. <laughs> generic white guy. Uh, he's making all this food. The girls are all happy. Everybody's bullshitting around together, having coffee. And he's like, hey, maybe I'll take all the girls out for ice cream today. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Watto. That does sound like a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, eventually Ed shows up and, and Ron's like, yeah, man, it's, you know, it's great having you around. The girls are really, you know, feel comfortable and like safe when you're here. And it's like, yeah, great. And we're back to the thing of like, everything's going to be a okay. And so the girls, go, yeah, they all go out for ice cream with dad. Uh, Carolyn's like, I'm going to take a nap because you know, lifetime is a living hell. And I have this fucking iron deficiency as she's covered in spots. Yeah. And, and, and you know, and Lorraine and Ed are like, we got everything. We'll take care of this place. Well, Ed totally yeah. this car. Well, Lorraine is like, <laughs> Lorraine is like, I'll do your laundry. Like they're like weirdly distributing all the chores of the house because the yeah. girls don't do anything. Yeah. Again, <laughs> work for it. It, is, it was a little weird. He's like, I know exactly where to start that 57 Chevy. And then when the dad comes home, he's like, hey, man, thanks for everything you're doing, including rebuilding or buying a rebuilt engine for my car. Hey, where he has that I one say? line where he's like, I found a really good deal on, on a, like a rebuild. Yeah, and I was a like, yeah. a rebuilt end? Oh, it was a carburetor. Is that what yeah. it was? I was like, but even that, I'm like, that's like, it's got to be like 50 to 100 bucks for a rebuilt Well, when you get right? the bill from the from the Warrens, it's all factored in. It's item. You get the itemized biz, business. It's gonna. It's gonna have it all in there. So they try and do as much as they can. Uh, now, Ed, I don't. Uh, I don't remember asking you to rebuild this carburetor for me. No, no, no. We did. We talked about Just that. Dan. Part it's of the full be... service package. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, everything seems great. You know, Ed and Lorraine are over the, at the laundry, and he's like, "This is just great. We could live like this and have a quiet day." And the blah blah blah. blah. And she's like, "Yeah, haha." And he walks yeah. away. And then this is when she's like, looks up, and he turns into fucking dark storm clouds up there. And it's like, "Oh fuck!" This is the segment we were talking about earlier, where the you know, sheet blows off, finds a body, blows up to the window, blows away. But she was there. She walks away. What do you got for me? Nick? I was gonna say it's interesting because again, if they wanted to make this a little bit more classic Hollywood, like they would have taken the liberty of having their daughter having have like died or something like that right and that's why because it's it's weird to me that they're like ingratiating themselves in this family and at first i was like did i miss it did they lose a family member and that's why vera farmiga is like so into taking care of these young girls um but no it just sounds like they're they just don't like their kid and they want to spend more time with these kids (laughs) and that's just how it is so yeah, the thing goes away. It's Bastio up there. Everybody's like, oh, my God. What? And, and Lorraine's like, oh, fucking no. So she runs up there, right? And it, it, we get to cut away to what's happening up there. And, like, Carolyn opens her eyes and Bathsheba's on top of her. And she's like, oh, and then blah, and just fucking blood all into fucking Carolyn's mouth. Like, ah, oh, Bathsheba, yeah. no, no, no. You have any other way to possess mm-hmm. people. Possess them that way. Um, and then all hell breaks loose. Lorraine runs up there and the door to the bedroom is locked. And she's like, bang, I'm like, let me in, let me in. And then she runs around to the other side of the bathroom and Caroline just opens the door. She's like, hello. I'm like, I'm oh, fine. Don't worry. She's oh, like, I yeah. I hear she's like, I had some bad, I had some bad salsa or whatever. Like, <laughs> 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 roadside salsa. Um, 
they go back out, right? Uh, and the, the girls and, and Ron are back. And it's like, it's weird. Okay, I don't know what's going on here. What the fuck just happened, right? Um, I guess it was before this. Well, whenever he worked on the car, like I already said, that's when he explained to Ron the thing about Lorraine. And that, that we got the whole thing of like, he took the heart out of her, yada, yada, yada. We covered it. I don't need to worry about anything. Um, from there. Shit. I can look at the Amazon here. I haven't had to use it as much as I thought I was going to have to. That happened to I'm impressed. That's this is this is is this when the girl they get pictures of the girl getting possessed, or did that happen? Because the little girl walks up yeah, the yeah, stairs right, and they right, like, take right. a thousand pictures of her, right? So do we so we do we go from it being daytime to that scene right away, or does something happen in between there? But I'm with you that yeah, that is the next beat here. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. However, we get from Caroline and welcoming home the ice cream family to fucking that happened, and that's what happened. So there, mm-hmm. there. Oh, that's right. Yeah. They jump cut, remember, to, oh, we almost missed a great one. We jump, so it goes from there to, it's the cop and the other guy, and the, and the cop's like, True, oh, yeah. do you want some? And he's like, no. And so the cop goes back to get more coffee, establishing that it's super late at night. Uh, he hears something outside, right? He walks outside, does, or he sees the rocking chair rocking. Walks outside, doesn't see anything. Then he walks back in, and then in the corner of his eye in the laundry room, he sees the maid walk through. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. uh, maid who he doesn't know. And he walks in there, and he hears He's like, what the fuck was that? And he's like, look around, hello, hello. And he's like, I don't see anything. He turns around and then she runs at him. She made me do it. Showing him the fucking cuts. He's like, Jesus, fucking crap. He falls down and things. Everybody runs in. He's like, there's a person here. They all pop up and that's when they turn around and they see uh, the girl. Mm-hmm. I'm just using this interchange. Yeah, it's Indy, maybe, whatever. One mm-hmm. of the interchangeable girls. And she's there sleepwalking. She's like, oh, she sleepwalking. Don't worry about it. And she starts walking and then the, and the cameras start going off. And they're like, I'm going to stop her. And she's like, no, don't. Like she wouldn't set off the cameras. It's an instantaneous thing. Uh, there's a spirit presence with her. Yeah, Nick. Mm-hmm. I know. I, I love that. Like, uh, what the fuck is your kid doing? Oh, don't worry about that. She just sleepwalks constantly. Oh, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. We'll let that one. We'll let that one pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess that's totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, uh, it's very, it's uh, very clearly of like the parents like we're gonna stop her, and they're like, no, no, let's get this. We need to get this. Yeah. Footage. <laughs> this is good coverage. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we gotta get this. Or whatever. And so the bulbs go off. Bulbs go off. And then they let it go all the way into the room, and then you hear the door slam. And that's when, like, so and they run up there, whichever interchangeable girl you are. They run up there, and they're, like, pounding, and they can't get in. Like, break out that door. They eventually bust into the room. All the windows are sealed. She's not under the bed. She's nowhere. Nobody thinks about the wardrobe. Nowhere. And then he turns to the cop, and he's like, go get the UV light. He's like, the one. He's like, the fucking guy downstairs will know. Give me the UV light. You were hitting on the girl with it. Thank you. Ah, they run upstairs. And they do the whole thing, and they, they find the fucking footsteps, and they find the hands all over the wall. And, like, Ed is smart, and he pushes it in, pulls it aside. And then they find Cindy, we're going to say, uh, over there in the hole. And he's like, I found her. I'm like, yay, we found her. She was in the thing where the ghost was telling her to go and be safe. You know what I mean? Like, do any of these kids talk to each other? And do we listen to the children that are communicating mm-hmm. with the ghosts? That's all we need to do. Just believe yeah. them as we've seen this shit. Uh, they, like, I got her. Great. They bring her out. Hip, hip, hooray. They've got it, right? Uh, now again, the fucking younger girl is there talking to Lorraine and she's like, Oh, that's where Rory hides. Like Rory hides in there. And that's where I, he, you know, he's always trying to get me to hide. And she's like, she walks in there. She's like, oh, okay. And then she turns around. There's all this old shit here. And she, she's, she sees the, you know, like the diamond, the base basically of the music box. She's like, can somebody get me the fucking weird music box? I'm like, here's a weird music box. Thank you. She puts it in like, Oh, perfect. This is all Rory shit. And then she finds a big old, uh, rope. And she starts pulling that shit up. And guess what? It's a noose. And this, what an image. This spooks her. 
but not as much as falling through the fucking floor like she does. She falls through the floor and just tumbles through the fucking house. All the way down. This house is 87 stories high. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's made of paper mache. Yeah. She crashes out into the basement. Ed, of course, flipping out. He's like, all right. But he's only going down like one floor at a time. Like, all right. He's pounding up the wall. <laughs> Guys, let's follow this through the logical course of where you would end up. And it's not, it doesn't matter. Also, Greg, if I ever fall down like this much, just come in after me. Just go down the trash chute after me. Like, oh, I know where he is. I'll just follow his footsteps. Well, I wouldn't fall down because then I'd crush you when I came out. I'd come down on top. No, I'd roll. I'd roll. It's a landing pad. <laughs> Everyone knows anytime Nick hits the ground, he, he rolls. Panda you can roll. drop him from any height. He's going to. Hit it and roll like parkour. <laughs> uh, so yeah, then down on the down on the ground floor, right? Lorraine's down there and immediately knows she's not alone. Like she, she can feel it. She's got that. She got that touch, as they say. She opens up the little thing and she looks into the music box and she hears the you know she made me do it. And it's the the big the big lady with a, a dead kid, right? And she made me do it. And then she puts it away and it looks over there and it's not behind her anymore. But she's right here. But again, not a not she's scary because she's a ghost, obviously, and she's a torture soul. But she's not doing anything particularly scary. She's like, she just made me do it, right? Kind of thing. And so then it's like ooh, you see Bathsheba's feet come hanging again. She's hanging there. And it's like, oh no! And then she starts like turning, like and then she's like flying, mm-hmm. like turning, and like, oh, she she knows Lorraine's there. So Lorraine gets up, she runs away, she runs up there. And it's like, oh my god, it's about Shiva, and fucking me, she made me do it. And it's the thing where people <laughs> together. She's like, they possess the mother, right? Yeah, she runs right into Caroline. She's like, they possess the mother. This is this is what she's doing. She's exacting her revenge by possessing the mother and having her kill the kids. And they're like, oh my god. And so then something gets thrown, maybe a table, but it doesn't matter. And shit's moving. Oh, it's all the crosses. All the crosses fall down. And then uh, all the girls are standing there, and they turn to Cindy one turns into Cindy two, and she's like, <laughs> your, your hair, and it's starting to go up. And she's like, what? She starts getting dragged around the fucking room. It's fucking dope. This I remember being in the theater and be like, this is cool. Like this is obviously can be totally hokey and stupid, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. also a nice escalation of like the ghost just being like, I don't give a fuck anymore. I'm gonna just yeah. do it in front of you. Think that's out of the bag. <laughs> they cut the hair, or do they cut the connection between they the ghost? They cut the hair. Them? Okay, so they cut the hair. Spiritual scissors with them. I'm I do you like think, how he's you like. I think we'd get used to the face paint, but I I don't know about you guys, but I'm not. No. <laughs> it still <laughs> gets me. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, oh, sorry. There you go. Cut the hair. Uh, she's free of it. They all jump on her like a bunch of idiots. Nobody can grab her. You know what I mean? You want to talk about trying to catch a greased up pig. That's Idiot. Cindy number two with the hair job going on. Cindy number two. Uh, so they cut her hair and everybody's like, that's it. Fuck it. We're going out of here. And Ed and Lorraine are like, we have to have enough information for the church to believe us now, right? We got to do this. We're going to get this thing. We got to go. The parents, they go to a hotel. Uh, Ed and Lorraine, they... Oh, hold on. No, they no, go... No. Not yet. What, not, I was going to say they go to the priest, but that's not yet, right? Or did they already go to the priest? I think they already went to the priest. The priest was like, I don't know, man. I know these people seem cool, but they're no, not no, Catholic. They, and they're they, not they show the priest the photos, right, that they got from the sleepwalking girl. And mm-hmm. they're like, look, there's a little boy in the photo, right? You're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah. Thank you very much, James. I'm glad to have you on this. Usually I work with Thank a bunch you. of morons. I won't name names. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, that's how that happens. The priest is already trying to push it through. Uh, the... Parents are like, we're the, we're getting the fuck out of here. This we're is- gonna drive separately. Yeah, we're gonna, get, we're gonna get the hell out of here. We're gonna do the thing. Great. Ed and Lorraine are like, yeah, this is fucked up, and we gotta get out of here too. Oh, I forgot when Lorraine was getting pulled by the way, uh, her neck- necklace with uh, Judy's picture and it got stuck down there too, and was like constantly hanging because gravity mm-hmm. is the as we learned in Interstellar. Uh, Murph. Murph. She Murph. got a. This is 
she had the vision here earlier that was the warning that it was the Judy in the water. And that was the warning. And then after this, though, they, she has no, that is the vision. She calls home, but nothing had happened yet when she calls home. But yeah. then we're going to toss it in here. Something, oh, that's when they go home. So that so the vision that happened, it was a warning from Bathsheba, like, stop fucking with me. Get out of here. All right. I don't need no Ghostbusters here. Don't take my land. I made the rules very clear. And they're like, we don't listen to your rules. So then it is that uh, everybody runs their different things. Um, and the Warrens are going to go home too. And this is when uh, Judy wakes up. And she gets the old foot tug. And I don't, I don't think she gets the fart smell, but she gets the old foot tug, right? And she wakes up and then she's like, what's going on, Nana? And Nana's past, she's just drunk shit. Uh, and she's done though, you know what I mean? Had a quaalude, as Nick would say. <laughs> Couple ludes. Walking through the house, right? She's walking through the house and she's like, Mommy, Daddy, are you home? And then, like, fucking the goddamn containment unit's open. She walks in there. Yeah. Annabelle ain't in the, the fucking cage. She's like, Uh oh. She walks out of there. She walks into Daddy's office. And Bathsheba is there in the rocking chair, rocking back and forth, uh, combing Annabelle's hair. And Annabelle's little creepy fucking head turns and looks. It's like, This is why we needed the 30 minutes of Annabelle storytelling. Because yeah, I'm a. Now we got the two worst demons in the world teamed up. Team it up, man. You love to I, see it. I'll say this. The scariest part of this whole movie, and James, I know you'll probably echo this, is that when Patrick Wilson gets home and he runs through all of his rooms and every single one of his room is wallpapered and it's the worst wallpaper you've ever oh, seen yeah. in your life. It's I don't know about you guys. I was like, that's shocking. They're like, what about carpet that looks like grass? <laughs> that should just be in the house. That Do you think that uh, Bathsheba was getting Annabelle so she could form a team of villains called the Suicide Squad? There we go. Uh, there we go. Okay. I, I like, like it. it. I like to that think that was, the same way that that's her whole thing. Fast and Furious built to the Hobbits and Shaw stuff. This could have been the you know the next buddy cop we needed, the next buddy mm-hmm. team. It sounded like you said Hobbits and Shaw. Yep. That's Aquaman. Aquaman is up to it too. Um. They, uh, while this plan of action is happening, right, like, they come back, uh, the Warrens come back, uh, yeah, because Judy got locked in the room, was banging on it, they break down the door, she's okay, oh my god, though, uh, the, ghost, the, the ghosts are out, they're out to get us, sort of. At the same time, they get the phone call then, uh, Patrick Wilson answers it, and it's Ron Livingston, he's like, I don't know what happened, Caroline grabbed one of the two Cindy's, maybe two of the Cindy's, she grabbed two of the Cindy's, and yeah. fucking call it, two little Cindy's. She got two of the Cindy's. <laughs> the house and then he's like oh man she's fucking yeah. well then where were you he's like i'm a truck driver <laughs> <laughs> i yeah that happened so i had to take on so there and it's like listen get the fuck over there i'm gonna meet you the fuck over there i'm gonna call everybody it's a good thing we all live within 10 minutes of each other even though nothing of this sort has been established all right great so they all run back there and they all run back into the house, right? And, yeah, they come in. And there's already a fight brewing. Uh, Ron had already beaten them there. And, what, a couple of the Ghostbusters maybe, I think? And they've already got Caroline. She's got the scissors, and she's trying to do stuff. They get the scissors out of her hands in the basement, right? One of the kids is hiding. Oh, the cop The cop gives them a police escort. So the cop arrives with Ed and Lorraine. Right, so, right. yeah. But yeah, yeah. They get downstairs. That's what they find. That's all well and good. Uh, they get the kids away. April, little Cindy. No, yeah, little Cindy. She runs and hides. Uh, then the fucking uh, Caroline's super possessed. She bites the cop. They're like, fucking hell, put a fucking bag over her head. And they're trying to tie her now. Random shit they're finding. They tie her to a chair. That's great. Um, she's there. They're screaming at her. Uh, the, the other guy from the, the, the thing that isn't the cop, but the other guy who understood the UV light and was macking on a girl. Drew. Drew. He's uh, running around now trying to fucking find uh, Cindy number one. He, he's fucking ready to tear the whole hot goddamn house apart downstairs, Ed's like, I gotta do it myself. I gotta fucking do this exorcist. 
And they're like, fuck, dude. Or Lorraine's like, fuck, dude, you don't know how to do extra testing. He's like, do you have a better idea? Like, clearly, something's got to give here. And it's either going to, oh, they tried to drag her out at one point, too, and she started burning all. Like, oh, right. Yeah, yeah. I know. I love how they're like, you can't, can't do this. Leave the You're house. not trained. And it's only like half a paragraph of information that he had to memorize. He's like, I fuck, I got this, guys. Don't like a wizarding it. isn't just saying the words, Nick. Come on, it's you how know this you more do the wand. It's believing. It it's the magic. Alohomora. You got fucking. There's a whole bunch of pigeons smashing into the house during this. You got the Caroline turns upside down and goes up there, and then they mm-hmm. drop her, and the chair explodes. But they hold her down. But then before that even happened. They were like, oh, she, they hit her with the holy water and it's fucking really loud screaming. It's fucking great. This entire shit's awesome. And like the, the makeup they did here, I'm pretty sure they won every Academy Award for mm-hmm. it. Just fucking great makeup. And then they're like, Bathsheba, reveal yourself. And the thing splits open and it's Bathsheba's face. You're like, oh my God, fuck, that's great. You know what I mean? And so like that's happening and like everybody's freaking out. And then eventually, even after they had been separated from the chair and they pinned her down, Bathsheba starts like laughing in their face kind of thing. Like, ah, yeah, I'm just fucking toying with you. Like, ah, you goddamn ghosts. I can't stand any of you. You know what I mean? And then dumbass Brad upstairs, right? Or no, not Brad. Drew. Dumbass Drew. <laughs> Brad. Hey, I found the girl who hit herself really well. She's underneath the kitchen. And Bathsheba's like, yeah. Yeah. she's hiding right here. <laughs> so Bathsheba just fucking rolls to her belly and does the old army crawl. <laughs> 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 and she goes into the fucking walls like a snake, yeah. And so, obviously, we, it doesn't take a genius to figure out where she's going, right? Like, we already know where this girl was hiding or Rory told you to hide, but nobody's smart enough to figure that out. They're all lost in the house and the trees and whatnot. So they find her, and then Bathsheba's on her way there, and she gets there, and Ed gets there, and Lorraine gets there from another part, and then Ron Livingston's coming through the kitchen fucking floor, and he puts his hand on her head, and they're screaming at her to fight it, and she's weak, and this, that, and the other, and it's all like, all oh, hell's breaking loose. And then, like, right as she's about to kill him, uh, uh, Patrick Wilson's head is a hold of all. He's like, Bathsheba, I command you to hell. And she's like, ah. <laughs> it's fucking awful. Like, it's ridiculous. It's totally fucking It's, it's a whole time, too. Then you've got fucking office space guys. <laughs> and you're a hole in the goddamn ceiling the kitchen floor. Lorraine. I think that Lorraine. No, Lorraine Lorraine reaches through the kitchen and then gets, gets Bathsheba think- on her head, right? I thought and then she's like, "Remember your family, isn't that what's ha- like?" Yeah. She like she takes, shows her the picture. She like because she like takes the yeah, right. pain of it or whatever, right? And she's like uh, reaching through the yeah. And then Ron floor. Livingston's like, "I've got to go." He's like, the car's running. He's like, "I'm a truck driver." <laughs> <laughs> Gas doesn't buy itself. It's diesel. Uh, and so yeah, uh, that's uh, pretty much that. The light of God or whatever shines through. Uh, Caroline comes back to me. Caroline, uh, they get to walk out of the house, and when they do, all her bruises go away. Uh, she apologizes to her children, of course, for trying to kill them and putting them through all the horrible shit. Uh, the, 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 for the Warrens, the church approves it at the last second, like in the final shots or whatever. Like, oh, the, the church approved the exorcism. Like, ah, yeah. ah, <laughs> time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, a fun um, fact there, actually, uh, at the end of the movie, Lorraine Warren gets off the phone and tells Ed Warren that the priest wants to discuss a case on Long Island. That case is the, is the Amityville case. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And so, yeah, that's and then we shut the oh, we put the the music box in the thing, and yeah. then uh, we shut the door and we walk away. And that's Conjuring One. They always, and we they get the credits. Get paid. 
Let's get paid. Get the credits with the the real pictures of the families and stuff, yeah. and it's yeah. like, y'all motherfuckers, this was real to an extent. I and then the post credit scene of the dog being actually alive again. Mm -hmm. It's like, mm -hmm. thank God they added that part. Thank yeah, God. Yeah, that's just my just my copy that I tweeted. <laughs> that's the yeah, that's a super bit version. <laughs> so obviously, uh, we have all the the bits to do here of haiku and review. But since we're pre-recording this, we don't have any for this first episode. But get your haiku reviews ready for The Conjuring 2, all the rest of them, Annabelle, all that. Next week we are doing Annabelle. Uh, we all have Conjuring 1 as our number one right now, obviously, because it's the only one we've done so far. Uh, but Greg. the balls in the mail. Gonna hit him with a hell of a last time. Gonna have to ban it. Gonna have to ban it. Haiku's so hard to find. Haiku <laughs> in review. Yes. Haiku in review. All right, Lisa, you're gonna need I to work it. on that for next week. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Uh, I mean, I did. I did six episodes. You're right. Show, you're, you're right. Ten haikus are. I was pretty. I think I remember how the song goes. <laughs> haikus <laughs> are hard to find. Okay. <laughs> but Greg, uh, to end Greg the show, hates it. Greg hates it. We we, we got to do the one bit just to get it on the board of what we're naming it. So hit me with some of that ragu bagu. Da 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 da. Ragu. This is what you call a cliffhanger. We'll talk about this next week when we have more entrance to argue about. Until okay. next time. Stay spooky. Thank you.